Hey, I'm Terry O'Quinn from TV's Lost. And when I'm not hanging on an island with my pal Boone, I'm going over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. That's the place where you gotta be. If you're looking out for Walt, if you're talking to Jack, if you're worried about a big smoke monster, that's the place you gotta go. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. I got a suitcase full of knives, but what I don't have is the loving support of patrons like Kevin does. For as little as $1 a month, you can get on there. You get an exclusive podcast called Hamill Minute, where they talk about Hamilton. My character didn't live long enough to see Hamilton, but I probably would have enjoyed it. You can support this show that you're listening to, the Puffin Publishing Podcast. Podcats, the pot about cats, Jan, the jive action nerds, a tabletop RPG show. I was more of a backgammon guy myself, but I still like a good tabletop game. I also played Risk in my first flashback episode. Anyway, that's not important. We're not the only people on this island. This island called Earth. And I think it'd be good if you went out, supported TV's Kevin. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Don't tell me what I can't do, especially if you're telling me that I can't give to TV's Kevin. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Imagine, if you will, a world where the greatest literary minds never died. They lived on to share their wisdom with us for years and years. Sounds like a dream. But dreams have a nasty habit of becoming nightmares. We take you now to the Puffin Publishing Podcast. Pelini, don't you know about preserving water? Oh, John Green, please stop shoving my head in this toilet! Matt Damon tells us the value of preserving water because it is an increasingly rare resource on this planet! God bless the environmental messages of Matt Damon! Please, John Green, we're in this orphanage together! We gotta stick together, man! Not until you start doing your part to save the Earth, buddy! Spaceship Earth together! I'm a go with the flow kind of guy, but you gotta keep me up to date! You oh, just... beans! Now clean up this mess! Oh, peas and rice! Now I gotta clean up all my toilet water! Yeah, all, yeah, all your backwash. It's, it's disgusting. Oh, How much you let go to waste! Fuck me reading! Alright, hold on! Oh, God! Oh, I hate it when John Green does this! Oh, God! He always makes me talk to myself! Ah, oh, beans! Ah, oh, jeez! Ah, oh, God! Ah, oh, dang! Ah, oh, rats! Ah, oh, fuck! Well, there's graffiti in a public bathroom! I've never seen anything like that before! It says, With love from J.R.R. Tolkien? That's a... I know him! With love from J.R.R. Tolkien! For a good time... 
my god! I'm number one on the New York Times bestseller list! That's only happened to me three other times! Oh god, I've done it! Finally! Everything's coming up, Bellini! And welcome back to Ew with Terry Gross! <laughs> you sound like John Green! Wait, shit, you're right! <laughs> Is Terry Gross just John Green in disguise? No, we can roll! And welcome back to Ew with Terry Gross. Now, you're the Wunderkind Wonder Baby Boy. Christopher yes. Nicholas Pellini, is me, that correct? German words, that describes me perfectly. You've written 15 bestsellers in two weeks. Oh, uh, beans! Since going rags to riches. Nothing, just not even the sweat off my brow. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You also publicly made Kobe cry with your sick dunks and free throws. When I won the NBA Slam Dunk Competition 2013, which J.R.R. Tolkien was also good at. So tell me, what is the secret to your success? Well, you know, I gotta say, three tips to success. Number one, drink plenty of vitamin water. Solid, delicious, nutritious vitamin water can be found in every supermarket near you. Number two, hard work, you gotta put in the hours. Malcolm Gladwell said that you gotta put in your 10,000 hours if you wanna become an expert at something. And also, that was said by J.R.R. Tolkien and Michael Jordan, so you know it's good. Number three, I always live the only way I know how to. Large. Transition, transition, transition. Oh, magic transition. Wow, that was the best interview anyone's ever given! And my vitamin water sponsorship is... Oh, it's going off the charts! If there are even charts for vitamin water! Hey, uh... Hey, Dave. Yeah? Uh... It's me, Dave Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, no, I... I know, it's me, your best friend, Kurt. Oh, hi, Kurt... Vonnegut Jr.? Sure, I don't know. You said Kurt. Yeah. My real name's Kurt Smith, but you know, I know. Yes, and damn it! I know your dad's really. I know you're really an author from your dad and stuff. I know. Yeah. Listen, uh, have you seen that, uh. Have you seen that stuff on the TV right now? Gilmore Girls? Love it. No. Oh, no, Daddy, that, uh, yes, give me more Gilmore Girls. No, that's. Just new slather me in Gilmore Girls. Roll me up and down. Dave! What? Sorry, I was rubbing my nipples. Yeah, I know. You always do that whenever you get on about your daddy. I was talking about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> like we both know your dad loved Gilmore Girls. We oh, know it's all related My to daddy your loved dreams. Gilmore Girls so much. He was really a Rory. Yeah. Listen. That one will slay with the Gilmore Girls crowd. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Listen, those guys, like <laughs> that boy, that kid on TV. Like that Chris Pelini kid who's writing all the big books. The Michael Jordan kid? Yeah. Except oh, he's my not daddy. Michael Jer Jordan. Uh huh. Yeah. I think I recognize those glasses. Your dad used to wear something like those. Yeah, and he would always drop them in orphanage toilets. Yeah. Oh, your daddy. dad. Your dad really likes spending time around little kids. <laughs> like, too much time. And he has that closet just full of single women's left shoes. Yeah. Yeah. My daddy's an interesting guy. Sure, let's say interesting. But, like, in italics. Like, in the yeah. way that you say, like, someone is, like, Oh, someone's special son? My daddy was a real interesting character. Yeah. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy, someone found your glasses. Oh, daddy, and everyone knows that your special powers stemmed from your glasses. Oh, daddy. Daddy, I got it. 
We gotta get those glasses. Well, yeah. I don't want to kill that small kid, though. Do we have to? My dad taught me that you always keep what you kill. It's, My daddy was a real hunter-gatherer. Is that... Is that why there are so many orphan bones in your dad's basement? Boy, the mis my daddy is a continual spool of thread constantly unraveling. Oh, I daddy, yes, give me more of your secrets. I think we have a lot to uncover about your dad so no one else finds out. Uh, it's open. Oh, jeez, oh, hi. Hey. It's it's me, Christopher Nicholas Polini. But you may know me better as your Michael Jordan dad. Uh, yeah, you know, Dave, uh, you're Michael Jordan dad. My dad did love those sick tons. Your dad sure loved Big Macs and Bugs Bunny. My dad was a big Sprite guy and he loves Haynes Tagless Tees. Yeah. What are you... What are you doing here, Polini? Oh, God, I... Well, I was thinking to myself, and, and all beans, I just... I... There's... As you know, I'm wearing your father's glasses that he dropped in an orphanage toilet that imbued me with both the powers of J.R.R. Tolkien and Michael Jordan, but it also gave me all of your father's memories, and I went back through our history together... Hey, your history! Out... Oh, shit. Dave, I'm... I'm here to be the dad your father never was! Oh, fuck. I also know that there's a tasty closet full of shoes I can fuck. Oh my... Kid, kid, that, give me your... That's Kid, give me those glasses. They're corrupting your mind. No! Oh, daddy, come, no! Come here. Oh, come daddy, here. no! Oh, daddy, no! Oh, oh daddy, no! Oh, daddy, no! No, give me those glasses. Oh, oh, my power! These were never meant to be worn by man. <laughs> Snap! But are you gonna snap them? All you said was snap. I will snap them eventually. <laughs> Not here, because I don't want to get glass everywhere. Off mic. Yeah. Like Mike. The movie. Coming to theaters August 2006. Starring Lil Bow Wow. Who is now just wow. Yeah. What a performance. That pup grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Matt Damon Grimm, are you feeling, are you, how are you feeling right now? Ah, uh, I feel, I feel scared for my life. I'm afraid all the, I have to make a giant speech. We know you're in a lot of hot water right now, so we feel uh -huh. that we, that you need a body double. Okay. Someone impersonating you while you go off in a safe house who does basically all your shit for you. You are my chief security officer, yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson Grimm. Right, and... Boy, do you look exactly like I him. I look exactly like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It is uncanny. You were born with the tattoo. It was very yeah, strange. Yeah, 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 no, I have like the... Mama was Samoan afeared tattoo. for you. Yeah. Oh, no. Without it was I a was birthmark, a, and I, I guess technically it is. I was also just a very big baby. Yeah. Like, I came Huge. out looking exactly like an adult Dwayne The Rock <laughs> Johnson, and I have not changed the since. The rundown era Dwayne The Rock Johnson, yes. Yeah. So, I have some good news for you. We found a body double. But who looks exactly like Matt Damon Grimm? I've been taking a few acting lessons. Aha! Uh -huh. And as someone who who's worked your security, 
I think I got you down pat. No, no but I you have to look exactly. You look like Dwayne the Rock. Jo- I don't look, think you understand look, the premise of what's happening look, here. Look, my acting coach taught me to metamorphose into Matt Damon. If you can get the voice right, you've got seventy-five percent of the character. No, you don't. Trust me, it'll work. Not when you're a body double. It'll voice work. is like the fifth most important part. Matt Damon Grimm, it'll work. No. Trust me. All right, Matt David Grimm, close your eyes. I'm a pessimist. Close your eyes. Okay. Okay, not okay. thinking. All right. Hi, everybody. It's me, Matt Damon Grimm. Boy, do I love making robots that aren't for sex and going it back in time. Uh-huh. All right, now open your eyes. Who did you think was there? Why did you play that DVD of me talking? No, I, no, no, that was me. What? I was right here. Yes, you were playing a DVD no, of me. No, I was doing that voice. Fuck you. Yeah, I know, right? No, fuck it. Okay, no. all right, all right, now, all right, now watch me with your eyes open. Okay. I'm Matt Damon Graham. I have a brother named Heath Ledger Graham. Boy, are you? Have you been a ventriloquist puppet this whole time? Who has their hand up your ass? That is no one. That good no voice one. from far away. No one. Look for yourself. There is no hand up my ass. For once. Ah, uh, you know me. You have me pegged the way you get pegged so often. Yeah. No. 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 Like my wife, Kate Hudson Grimm. Wait. And you, I. No. 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 We never talked about your cousin marriage to Kate Hudson Grimm. Well, no, 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 no. Well, no, well, no. Her real oh, name. Oh, it's a mar- So you married Kate Hudson. Well, no, 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 no. Her real name is Kate Hudson Smith, but you know we married, and so she got the family name. <laughs> the other famous family of people that look just like celebrities. Yeah. The Smiths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Smiths. <laughs> that famous family. You know, Casey Affleck Smith, Mariska Hargitay Smith, Billy Baldwin Smith. <laughs> this is a much less famous looking family. Roseanne Barr Smith. I, I laugh because they look like such minor celebrities. Oh, oh, oh yeah, did you just hear that Sid Caesar Smith died? It, it was really tragic, but I'm glad he finally passed away. I was really sad to hear of the passing of character actor Vincent Chiavelli Smith. Oh my god. I was like, what? He died? Oh my god. Yeah. You have to admit, it's it, the, the illusion is convincing. It's uncanny, except that I look like Matt Damon, and you look like... All six foot eight of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Then we'll hand out blindfolds at the door. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Nothing could possibly go wrong. Okay, so get, all right, so uh, get to your security detail. They'll take you to the safe house. And I'll give your speech. Hep, 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 hep. All right. Um, <clears throat> citizens of Banksburg, thank you so much for coming to this town hall meeting. As your treasurer, I am honored to hold this office for all of you. Now, now I know some of you aren't wearing the blindfolds we so kindly offered at the door. Yeah, like me, intrepid reporter, Brooklyn Joey, Banksburg Times. Why are you Dwayne The Rock Johnson? I'm not. I'm not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm Matt Damon Grimm, 
treasurer of Bergsburg. All right, but I'm watching you, Grim. Just like you're always watching the bottom of a glass, Brooklyn Joey. I accepted what you said. Why this horrible insult about my crippling alcoholism? You're, hey! you're out of line. I'm drinking it. I'm reporting it. So, Matt Damon Grim, big jerk, underlined. So, um, do anyone have any questions for me, uh, Matt Damon Grim, treasurer? Yeah, me. Brooklyn Besides Joey, Saratoga Sun Times. Okay, Brooklyn Joey, what questions do you have for the treasurer? That is me. What was it like on the set of Fast Five? I don't know anything about Fast Five. I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, he's good. He's fucking good. I'm challenged here. Does anyone else besides Brooklyn Joey? He's already gone twice. Yeah, it's me. Someone who isn't Brooklyn Joey holding his finger in front of his mouth to make it look like a mustache. San Diego Boston Herald. Nice to meet you, uh, someone. So what question do you have for me, Matt Damon Graham? So, uh, I'm reporting here, and I, uh... <laughs> what was it like working with Lin-Manuel Miranda in Moana, the Disney animated musical? I per I would have been so hyped to have worked with Lin-Miranda. <laughs> Hold on. No, that, that's how he would say it. So hyped with Lin-Manuel Miranda's on Moana, but I've just been too busy working on the Great Wall in China. All right, I'm being convinced here. I'm glad I could convince you, Mr. Someone. Does anyone else besides, it seems all the questions seem to be coming from one place. Hey, it's me! Definitely not Brooklyn Joey wearing Groucho Marx glasses! Philadelphia's son! Welcome to our first city, definitely! Hey! Yes? Um, alright, I gotta ask a question. Yeah. Um, what's your perfect Sunday? My, oh, my perfect Sunday? Well, um, <clears throat> uh, well, first, I wake up, I have maybe like an English muffin, maybe like some green tea, like hot green tea, and then. Then I go to church, you know, the non-dominational, Bergsburg Chapel, you know, the the German version, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then I leave, but not, but not before, you know, put a, little bit put a little bit of money in the plate. And then I'll sometimes go to the Y, do some laps at the pool, maybe a bit of jogging, and then I go back home for a late lunch. Maybe leftovers, I don't know. But it's like, I, but I look forward to leftovers, you know? It's, it feels nice to finish something. I look forward to that on a Sunday. And then, then after that, I like, just like to, you know, settle down with more green tea. And a good book. Maybe like a, I don't know, like a John Grisham. I like John Grisham a lot. I think he's very readable. So that'd be my perfect Sunday. Well, that sounds like a pretty good Sunday. I think so. I'm respecting it. You seem like a good treasurer. Put her there here. All right, I will get out of, away from the podium and walk all the way down to where you're sitting. You're in the back of the crowd. Just gotta keep walking. He's narrating it. 
I'm just walking here. Ah, like from that movie. Yeah. I'm walking here. Yeah, it's my life. Yeah. I live it every day. Yeah, okay, so. I'm all surviving right. I will put it there. Matt Damon Grimm, you've earned the respect of the journalistic community of the greater continental United States. -y. Thank you very much, Mr. Joey. Keep it up, sir. Thank you. End of sketchy. <laughs> Folks, please only listen to the following sketch if you have seen and enjoyed the television show Lost. Thank you. Hi, I'm Charles Dickens, and this is last week's pop culture tonight. I've got something to fucking clear up with all of you right away about the television show Lost, which quoted me liberally. So... For fucking since 2011, I have been hearing from all of you, Oh, was it purgatory? Oh, what did it all mean? It's fucking, if you watch the show, it's very simple. It's like when you're trying to play with your blocks, and then your friend Trevor comes over and knocks over your tower. No, Trevor, I was trying to do something. The island wasn't purgatory. It wasn't anything but a magic fucking island and I don't get what's so hard to understand about that everyone was drawn to the island because it's a magic fucking island why can no one find the island because it's a magic fucking island it's not that hard the island is magic why can they time travel I don't know maybe because I'm fucking magic Oh, what happened? Was it an old purgatory at the end? I mean, yeah, kind of. So throughout Lost Season 1, they established a very clear parameter that they're going to do flashbacks in most major episodes to fill in the characters in ways they can't because they're trapped on a fucking magic island. Then, in the Season 3 finale and transferring over into Season 4, they started doing flash-forwards to show us what will happen to some of the characters when they escape the island. It's very clear! And so, when season, season 5 issued flashbacks almost entirely, except for a section near the end of the season where they wanted to flesh out some of the characters, then at the beginning of season 6, you see an alternate time after Juliet detonates the atomic bomb core, which I know sounds preposterous, but when she detonates the core at the base of the well that would become the incident that is famously mentioned at the beginning of season 2, nothing happened. That's the whole thing. You think that the atomic bomb divided the timeline or did something like that? No, okay? The, the sideways universe that you're seeing is the afterlife that the characters attend. So the island wasn't purgatory. They're kind of stuck in a purgatory where they never crashed on the island in the first place. But that's a completely separate fucking incident. And so they, they're living their sideways lives. And as they come together, as bridged by the character Desmond David Hume, who wanted to meet, who has read every single one of my books, except for one, the one he wanted to read before he died, Desmond starts seeing that it is not, that they are not living in an alternate universe. He starts glimpsing the lives they lived when they were alive. And so they, they, the characters all converge together in St. Christopher's Church, which is the way they got back to the island in the beginning of season five. Sorry, I'm getting worked up here. So they converge on St. Christopher's Church, the patron saint of travelers, and a character literally named Christian Shepherd guides them to the afterlife. 
So they're hanging out in purgatory until they all came together and then they transferred on to the next life. Everything they did on the island mattered. The sacrifices they made mattered. But they got to be happy when they died. Except for characters like Michael who committed terrible acts on the island and simply couldn't be allowed to be passed on to the afterlife. You know why? You know why? Because it's a magic fucking island. But what about the polar bear? The Dharma Initiative brought them there to see how the polar bears would react to the to the strange island climate. They explain it in the show. Why does no one know where the fucking polar bears came from? They explain it in the show. Could you not infer that maybe the Dharma Initiative, a science-based initiative, might bring the polar bears there for, I don't know, some kind of experiments! Some kind of experiments! Any further questions? I only saw season two, I'm just confused. Well, you dumb shit, you didn't see the ending! Oh, I only saw the middle of Murder on the Orient Express, and they never explain anything, because you didn't see the end of the fucking movie! This has been Charles Dickens. Explains Lost to you fucking... MORONS! Alright, woman Harriet Beecher Stowe, if we're gonna live in the same apartment together, it's not gonna work unless we do it like this. That's why I have whitewashed a line down the middle of the apartment. You stay on your side of the oh, line. Oh, you did not just whitewash a line. You did not I... whitewash a line in my apartment. It's because it's smudging on my side. And you know I'm a neat freak and I don't like any smudges on my side. You did not do that, Mark Twain. To be fair, I didn't actually whitewash a line down no, the middle of, of the course. apartment. No, of course. You got some push mark to do it for you. It's so like you, Mark Twain. It's just so like you. That's right. I convinced someone it'd be fun to whitewash down the middle of the apartment. You're a huckster and a scoundrel, Mark Twain. I've always known that about you. Well, they did it. So anyway, you stay on your side of the apartment, and I'll stay on my side of the apartment. Yeah. How's that sound? Here's the problem about that. Mark, the door's on your side. I can't leave this apartment. And you know, I got a job. I got things to do. Places to be. And you are obstructing my life like a stereotypical man. Well, as a white woman, it is my will role. Will you stop interrupting me? Will Listen. you stop obstructing my speech? I obstruct nothing. Yeah, I got the door on my side, but you's got a window on your side, plus the oh. toilet. Where am I supposed to go to the bathroom? I oh. guess right oh. here on oh. the floor. Oh, oh. like you've ever cared before. Right like you've ever I'm, cared before. I'm taking down my white trousers right now. Watch you me do squat. That. Watch me squat. I've had to. I'm taking a shit right I've now with the floor. To. I'm taking a shit right now because the bathroom is on your side. I'm making do. You can make do. And you can climb out the window to get to your job, woman. Look. It's right. hard to poop when you don't got nothing in the tank. <laughs> but I got to do it to prove a point. Mark. Mark. What's that? I'm Mark Twain. Here. Oh, hitting the belly hill. Yeah. Have this corn cob that I've had kept in my bustle. 
I'll eat the cone. That's some good cone on the cob, Harriet Beecher Stone. Apparently a part of my characteristics is that I like eating things. I know that you're a fan of eating produce, I didn't realize wife. how much of a foodie I was until things started happening recently. Here's the real problem, Harriet Beecher Stone. You stink. Well, that's not what I was going to say, but it's true. You stink. Because the bathroom's on your side but of the But you apartment. don't use it anyway. You're like, oh, what's this, Jock Chef? Oh, it's clean enough. Sure, it started white and now it's brown, but whatever. I like white and brown either way, because I'm so open-minded. It's not the same, Mark. I write stuff about being open-minded. I'm friends with people of all, race, all races. I'm friends with all the Bible shorteners, Buffalo jockeys, Limeys. I'm friends with all of them, and they all enjoy me referring to their types as those words. Do they? Because last I checked, your friend, Sean Who, who runs, the, who does your laundry, gets your white suits so bleached and starched, regularly feels uncomfortable about calling him Rice Picker Who. At least I adapt. Mark Twain, I'm not running the city while living in a shoddy two-person apartment. I live in a two-person apartment while I'm the mayor to show everyone that I'm a man of the people. I walk around in a white suit eating food just out loud with my mouth open just like everyone else. And it I gets all over your suit and your laundry bill is Atrocious. You are too hands on and you get your fingers too close to my face. No, I live That's because I'm not afraid of getting my hands dirty. Here's the thing though. Our bed, because of bad feng shui, is right in the middle of the apartment and we got a line right down the middle. So when we sleep at night, you can't cross over your side of the bed and I can't cross over mine. Sound good to you? That sounds good to me. It is late, and I need to get my 40 winks. Yes, arguing with you has made me quite tired. Now, let us adjourn to bed, and you stay on your side. All right. Oh, I love showering. Showering is so nice. I get to get warm water all over me, in my hair, in my, all over my body. It's so refreshing. I much rather have this than a kitchen sink. I know what you're trying to do to me right now, and I have no problem with giving myself Mexican showers in the kitchen sink. That's when you splash water into your armpits. I got no problems doing that to adjourn for bed. Now, I'm clean. Let us adjourn and stop yelling, for I am weary. I, too, am tired. Now, All stay right. on your side of the bed. Don't cross over to mine. You, that, you, no. stay, so you stay on yours. Yeah, you stay on your side. So, does, so quick, quick question, though. What's that? Does this line continue along the blanket, too, or is that like... We can get underneath the blanket, but you okay, can't but cross over. Yeah, yeah, okay. 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 And I'm just going to be on my, on my side of the bed right here. Meow. Meow. And uh, nothing, nothing's going to happen. Meow. Oh, sorry. Are my, uh, are my uh, 
relaxation vocal exercises annoying you. No, I got to admit it's kind of nice seeing your mouth move like that. Hurry, beach stow, I got the question for you. What is it, Mark Twain? You ever come heard about folks saying that there's a thin line between love and hate? I've and heard it. I've never been one to subscribe to. I've, I've I just subscribed it was... to it about the same level I subscribe to highlights. I don't. Well, we all like a goofus and gallant in this apartment. But I just kind of thought it was interesting that there's a thin line between love and hate. And that there's also a thin line between you and myself right now when we're both in a bed and you're a woman. And I'm a man with a penis. There's also a very thick line between yes and no. So guess what my answer is. Hurry, beat your stone. Do you want to hate fuck each other right now? Ride me, you ridiculous animal. Ah! Ah! Oh, you ah, hurt me right, hurt ah, me in? Well, I'm about to ride fuck ah, in. You're so audacious. fuck in ah, vagina. Ah! We all fucking right now. I'm gonna make like the celebrated ah. jo jumping frog in Calaveras County and I'm gonna jump your bones. Ah! That's right. We're fucking right now. That's right. Hop along, my little frog. Oh, that's right. Ah. I'm a Connecticut Yankee ah. in King Arthur's court right ah. now. But the court is your vagina and the Connecticut ah. Yankee is the thing I yank on. Ah. I love you, Harriet Beecher Stowe. I tolerate you too, Mark Twain. I came. I didn't. Folks, thank you for listening to the Puffin Publishing Podcast for September 2019. A very happy, what the fuck is it, Labor Day? Memorial Day? Whatever day, holiday it is. Thank you for joining us. As always, Puffin Publishing is TV's Kevin Lanigan, Joe Conroy, Justin Germeroth, and Vern Tooley. If you like this show, you want to support it, there's a couple ways you can do that. The big one, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Support this show, support podcasts, support Drive Action Nerds, support Kevin being able to live and love in New York City. That's patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Go over there, you get an exclusive little podcast called Hamill Minute, where we talk about Hamilton minute by minute can't do that i understand times are tough for everybody wherever you're listening to this there's a way to share to like to leave a review to give us a star rating that is how people are gonna catch on to this little bitty pravi show that we've been doing uh coming up on four years now <laughs> which is terrifying in its own special way uh if you like this listen to those aforementioned shows podcasts the pod about cats where we talk about every single week and listen to jive action nerds the tabletop rpg show that i've been doing with justin and our pal jacob for some time now and i think you might enjoy it i think that about does it not much to report uh about that earlier sketch if you didn't watch lost <laughs> sorry <laughs> hopefully you skipped through it or whatever it was that you wanted to do um and until next time we join you for a very spooky October episode but until then this has been TV's Kevin Lanigan now 
please enjoy John Goodman singing the theme song to the video game Pissed, a parody of Mist, because that's what you asked for.
the kitchen and clean some ground. <laughs> this has been a Talkback Podcast. Meow. Meow. <laughs> That's right. The time has come for podcasts. See what I did there? It's like podcast, but with cats. Podcasts. And in anticipation of the cinematic event of the year that is Tom Hooper's Cats, we are doing a limited run series that will take us through the new year 2020 all about Cats, we gonna open those suckers up. We gonna pick at that bones. We gonna figure out what the hell is going on. And I'm going to bring the best and brightest with me to solve this mystery. It's like cereal, but so dumb. Just so dumb. So join me for Pot Cats. Subscribe.